Welcome back to Quarantine the Past. My name's David Coleman, and I'm joined by the usual team of Juan Rodriguez, Gabby Nirenberg, and Joe Rivers. This is the second part of our extended fifth episode, and after a detour into the recent past, we'll be focusing our energies on the present with music from four brand new artists. Our first pick this month comes from Gabby, who selected a track by Liverpool band Courting. Taken from their debut album, Guitar Music, this is Tennis. So that was courting with tennis. Um, so yeah, Gabby, um, tell us a little bit about courting and why you picked this track. Um, okay, so when I first heard this band, um, I heard a track that made me think that they were sports team. And I love sports team, but um, they have definitely grown, <laughs> I think in like the year or so since I first heard them. And the track that we just listened to to me, I mean, look, they still sound like sports team, but that track definitely also sounds a lot, I think, like dry cleaning, like they've gone a little more post-punk. Um, and I think they have a lot to live up to in a way, like they're Liverpool for some, they're playing guitar music, but also they are very self-aware. As you said, their debut album is called Guitar Music, which I think is, you know, kind of adorable. Um, and I think they kind of like save themselves a bit from the obvious kind of landfill indie comparison that I think they have to fight against um, being what they are, where they're from, um, because they are so energetic, so fun, so earnest. Um, they have some, maybe not that song that you played, but in the other uh, songs from the um, single, that they just released. Um, I think they have a lot of obvious influences from like 90s Brit rock, like Blur, Oasis, but they are also pulling a lot of pop references in like Charlie XCX and even Sophie, which I thought was really cool. And the blend is just so infectious for me and I have not been able to stop listening to the CP since it came out. So I'm super excited for this. Um, debut album and I wanted you guys to listen to it that's great they're actually playing Sheffield in a, about a week and a half I might might venture out go. of my house and see them in, in in person yeah um I think that I think it would really be quite quite a thrill to see them live um yeah so yeah Juan what did you think is this a pure stream yeah, I, it, it's very of the moment, isn't it? And I think the the one thing that for I mean, they, they don't have to think about this like we do, but I think the thing that you have to think about is like, right, do, do we like follow uh, this format of th that inevitably, if you kind of sound like a lot of these bands like Yard Act and Murder Capital and, and a lot of, you know, it's uh, post-punk is in, I mean, for sure. And you, and you can, kind of wobble a little bit and be like, oh, do you fall in that landfill kind of space? But they still have a lot to prove. And yeah. from from what Gabby was explaining, that the songs don't really sound similar at all. Like they they seem to to have a wider scope. And and one of the other songs that I listened from them does sound like sports team a little bit. Um the uh but this song is really cool. Like the like the the lyrical back and forth, you know, trying to compare it comparing it to tennis was very amusing. I got a little bit of uh, like a snarkier sing-speak vibe of like an Eddie Argos, but with but without like the actual like obvious humor, like they actually, you know, they know how to, how to 
close a track and you know how to start it and book and bookend it and that was really cool and I really like um, you know a good baseline is always cool that this one definitely has it and it just gets like really screechy and and off the wall like in the end and I like songs that kind of end with like complete chaos reminds me, me of like that <laughs> yeah it reminded me of that first horrors album where they they were less like technical right and they were just like being more spontaneous and I really like like endings like that and it's 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 a little thing right but it's it, it it's a nice touch so and that's yeah, no, it's on live like that just builds such momentum in a live show like I I don't know I really I know I keep drawing the sports team analogy but like I'm so I'm so bummed the sports team show is going to this week got canceled um so it, you uh, Dave, if you get to see these guys live, please tell me about it. Yeah, for sure. I but will yeah, try. I don't know. It seems like it's it's like the kind of band that maybe like I, I can't believe like is the enemy like it seems like the kind of band that like enemy would like or something. But I mm. haven't really heard anything from them either. So but it's better for them probably. So <laughs> joke guitar music. It's it, it sounds it's like written for you <laughs> yeah this is it's, uh, it's like the yeah, anti-show uh, no 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 not at all no. Um, actually it's interesting you said about the enemy well, because i don't think it was necessarily this track but there was some other ones that were just like were a bit more kind of swaggering and i could just imagine yeah them being on the front of the enemy being like you know with the headline with some sort of over-the-top headline you know this band will save your life or that yeah. kind of thing because <laughs> just them looking really confrontational on the cover even though I don't know what they look like um, but instead yeah. the enemy of just fawning over bands like I don't know Blossoms instead or something but um yeah I think I mean what I've got written down has, has being said so I um thought dry cleaning I thought Britpop as well although um sort of with the lyrics I thought a little bit more pulp perhaps than than Blur mm. or Oasis lyrically yeah. at least um yeah I do I do kind of like that sort of kitchen sink drama sort of, um lyricism there um I'm interested you said Eddie Argos um because I had written I'd got Art Brood written down and I was just thinking do they really sound like Art Brood or am I just thinking that because the vocal style Not is a little, a little bit. bit yeah talking Talk yeah singing. yeah it just in this um, track yeah yeah it doesn't yeah exactly um so no, i did i did like it i don't it's for me there's not an awful lot that's kind of new or that i feel like i haven't heard before but with the bands when you said this is very in right now um the bands you mentioned like yard act and sports team those kinds of acts i like this more than i like those bands mm. I, I sort of can't i sort of struggled to get on board a little bit with those bands but um no, I, I did enjoy this, despite it being apparently the, the anti-Joe um, pick of the week. <laughs> yeah, I think um, Gabby's giving you evil, sir, for doubting sports no, team, no. I think. Um, well, yes, that I am. <laughs> it, it's interesting. We've all, yeah, we've all probably pretty much got the same comparisons written down, really. I, I also wrote down dry cleaning, but I wrote it down in, in capital letters because <laughs> um, it, it really it really reminded me a lot of um, scratch card lanyard, like the the rhythm, yes. the, the the sort of the the vocal delivery as well. And and I, I love that song and I, I, lo I love this one, too. But I think Juan's right. You know, when we were talking about the bands that you know seemed destined for greatness and didn't make it and joe was talking about his 2012 tips and stuff you you realize that a lot of the bands that you don't remember are a part of little scenes and little sort of groups um that you know you remember those those sort of trailblazers and you i think will remember the dry cleaning record in the sports team album but you i, I hope courting on one of those kind of oh yeah they were around at the same time and they were quite similar i i think they've got the energy and the you know the lyricism to kind of to to sort of be a leading light of this scene um i haven't heard enough to know whether that will be the case but there's something i i, I think like joe that just just makes them stand out a little bit more i think it's that kind of northern northern wit and that little bit of self-deprecation as well and um i just yeah i love that the little references and like they're talking about cricket whites and things like that it's 
it's great to hear British bands like leaning into that rather than yeah. trying to be something they're not. Um, and just generally, like after a couple of decades of pretty uninspiring, tepid British guitar music, it's it's really fun to hear British bands doing something exciting and energetic and fun and a bit clever rather than just this plodding you know miserable mediocrity that we kind of had to put up with with the whole landfill thing so yeah <laughs> I liked it cool I'm glad right so we're going to move on to Juan's pick now this is a band from Austin currently based in Atlanta and they are called Mamalaki. The track is called Mythical Bonds and it's taken from their second album, Pocket Fantasy. So that was Mama Larky with Mythical Bonds. Juan, tell us a little bit more about Mama Larky. Uh, so yeah, they are a, you can call them a tricoastal band because I, I think that's how they refer to themselves. They, they have, they did record their second album, all of them together, but, and, and that's kind of like sort of the thematic uh, through line in, in the album but it's it's yeah they're from LA Atlanta and Austin and um, I think um, I've been for the longest time uh, I feel like I never have like the fun track out of the bunch and, and I think this time this is the kind of fun that I like it's uh it's poppy but it's also uh, in that line of art art CR2 so it's sort of uh, it's those two branches right of art with pop and it, it kind of has like complex instrumental rhythms if you hear the full track it gets really intricate but it still has a pop bent and I don't know I thought it was a refreshingly simple there's no heavy narrative behind it it's it's a song about the the friendships that we forge and uh, and celebrating that so it's it's a very simple concept and they and and they call it as 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 the album too they call it like sort of a a summer memento of just recording an album together but I think they're really talented as well um you know you will like some touchstones you know I hear a little bit of like Deerhoof a little bit of early field music as well which are bands I really like they've gotten some comparisons to the cardigans and when people say that it's probably the first album because they really changed mm. with time too but but this second album I feel like the references are a little bit more there because they use like these like like electronic flutes and that first cardigans album had a lot of flutes as well but um so yeah, there's definitely a little bit of that as well. And, and that's like one of my favorite 90s albums, uh, First Band on the Moon by The Cardigan. So maybe that, maybe that's where the connection is there that I, I just gravitated towards it. So yeah. Yeah, I, I think for me, when I first heard it, I heard the the art side of it and the, the sort of the, the disjointed rhythms and just so much going on in that first 30 seconds. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Um, and then the more you hear it, the more you hear the pop. And I think that's where you, you know, vocally, yeah, I get that Cardigan's reference. Um, and I think it takes a few lessons to digest. It's interesting straight away, but I, I don't think I started to re really enjoy it um, properly until I'd heard it three or four times and I kind of got my head around it. Uh, and you're right, it really, it, it doesn't just sort of, you know find its groove and repeat it for three minutes it just keeps going off in new directions and it, it goes quite crazy at the end and it's sort of quite like 
sounded like a, a 90s video game or something with all the all all the stuff going on it was really cool um i like it i didn't hear their debut i've never he- heard of them before so is this is this progression or is it more of the same uh it's definitely a progression i mean it it, it is in many ways i i think that I think it'll get some attention. I think it it has been getting it because, um, but it's like one of those bands where I felt like they they sounded pretty like fully formed in terms of their identity. It's not that it necessarily sounds different. It's just uh, it's just a, a transition from what they were doing already. So mm-hmm. it wasn't necessary. It's not necessarily like a drastic change of what they were doing. It's just maybe a little bit more shine a little bit more spark in the instrumentation yeah. better pr- production quality so yeah those are like little nuanced the differences hmm. Gabby, what did you think um i had written down deer hoof but more contained question mark um so my <laughs> i don't know this might be off base but like the kind of vibes i was getting from this was like the sort of psych rock that we were hearing in the like late 2000s, early 2010s, tens, like being like Animal Collective or Deer Hunter. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that they sound like exactly like that, right? But it was kind of the same feeling I was getting mm-hmm. from these kind of like, yeah, like psych rock, very overly produced kind of bands that everyone was really feeling back then that got a lot of attention Mm. um, and it really pulled me back there. Um, But otherwise I just, um, like, yeah, it wasn't that, I mean, musically it was very interesting, but uh, conceptually, I guess, as far as the, uh, you know, the lyrics and stuff, it was very light and just pleasant. And I didn't, it, I just liked it right away. Like I don't, I did listen to it a lot and I didn't, um, maybe because I'm such a big Deerhoof fan and that is like, it that takes a lot of getting used to, but then when you are, it's like, okay, this is my jam. Um, it didn't, it wasn't like difficult for me to dive into this. Like I'm just very used to this kind of sound, but um, yeah, immediately enjoyed it. It's interesting you mentioned the psych rock because like when you said that, I was thinking, yeah, it does. It, I hadn't thought of it, but it reminds me a bit of this album by a Swedish um, musician called Dungen, uh, called Tadelungt, from oh, about yeah. from about that era, but a little bit higher energy. But that was um, right. that was a quite a similar sounding record in some ways mm-hmm. as well. Um, but it's a little bit like a classic rock feel. Yeah, to it. but just kind of ramped up and with more going on. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Joe. Did you uh, did you like it? And I was I was struggling to kind of find a, a reference point, and then as soon as one said "Dear Hoof," I was like, "Oh yeah, of course, of course, it sounds <laughs> very, very much like Dear Hoof." That's that's who I've been. That's kind of the name that I've been searching for. Um, I think it's. I don't know if this is because I haven't sort of given it enough of a chance, but I found that I kind of veered between liking it and not liking it about every ten seconds. As in, the there'd be this kind of of chaos going on I'd be like I don't know about this and then there'd just be this really like incredible chord change or it would just shift gear or something I'd be like oh I know I like it now and then it'd go back to the first thing no 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 I don't like that so it was just <laughs> a little bit all over the place I, I was living in the present with this, with this yeah. I always liked it as opposed to what was going on or not liked it for what was going on at that exact moment I was listening to it um, the other th- the other artists that did come to mind, especially when it goes, it went to that sort of breakdown about two thirds of the way through, um, was was Tune Yards, um, and I yes. had I guess yeah. a, a similar issue with this that I do with Tune Yards, which is just it does occasionally feel like a bit like let's throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. So there are elements that I really really like and elements that I just don't, and it's. Um, yeah I, I kind of feel like it just needs to be a little bit more streamlined but then that would also kind of be missing the point as well so mm. I, I don't I'd, I'm almost saying I want them to be a different band which is unfair so <laughs> I think it's definitely it's definitely really interesting I did I did enjoy it but I think I did struggle with it a little bit but then I'm not a huge Deer Who fan either um, but yeah. I think yeah it's something you have to really sit with if it's not your in your wheelhouse yes yeah. 
Meryl Garb yeah, has and, got that like playground feel, right? A little bit. Like and, this, and I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I also thought about it. I mean, like the Go team kind of came to mind, but in energy, mm -hmm. not necessarily in yeah. that they sound like them, but but uh, they're a little bit more high energy and and even compared to Deerhoof with the, the, the it, obviously it's it's different, but but still, oh. I was just kind of in the mood for that, maybe. But yeah, yeah I really like them. Yeah, it was a fun pick. Yeah, bringing the fun this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean that I have to bring some fun next time? I, I'm not sure I like this um, fun. But there is a fun finite resource of fun. And yeah. 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 Fun road. We can out, try to out, out fun each other. Yeah. I think I might just <laughs> sit, that, sit that one out. Um, <laughs> are, we, uh, are we ready to move on to you now, Joe? Mm -hmm. Why not? Let's do that. Um, so you picked, uh, you picked a, you, you picked a British band. You picked it. I did. A non-Australian band. Yeah. <laughs> first oh, time. First. Five episodes. You have like a little. Yeah. You have a sound effect or something that we can. Our, our Australian <laughs> listeners are going to be disappointed because there there aren't any Australian uh, representatives this time around. Oh, I know. We'll get back. Normal service will resume, I'm, sh I'm sure. Um, so you picked a band, um, Porridge? Am I saying it right? Yeah, just like like the food, pronounced Porridge. Yeah, yeah. spelled P-O-R-I-J. <laughs> yeah, so Porridge, uh, the track is called Lose Our Minds, uh, and this is taken from the Outlines EP. Um, so here is Lose Our Minds. So that was Porridge with Lose Our Minds. Joe, tell us a little bit about Porridge. Um, so they are a um, four-piece who met at Manchester University. I think they live in separate areas of the UK now, which kind of leads to their own um, quite interesting way of making records in that I, I find this is probably more strange for a kind of dance-oriented group, but they actually each record their own parts completely separately and then sort of send them all around to each other and kind of produce it that way so all four of them are instrumentalists but they are all also producers as well so um, i think it's just quite an interesting way of putting putting a record together um, but they're also very diy in that they do all their own artwork they self-release all their own records they have their own label called um oat gang which i guess is another pun on them being called porridge um, but i quite enjoy that as someone who drinks oat milk daily I think that was that's very much in my uh speaking appealing to, you, to me um <laughs> speaking to me yeah but I I quite like that the whole kind of even though they don't sound like these bands the fact you're making dance music but on sort of live instruments if you like with with um, actually playing the instruments is something that I feel is quite a Manchester thing I feel that was sort of something that like the Happy Mondays and groups like that used to do in sort of the Manchester era even though they don't sound anything like that said so they sound a little bit more like other early 90s dance so that that kind of midpoint of very sort of chart focused chart friendly dance music um and sort of the idm of stuff more like apex twin and square pusher they kind of sit in the middle of that maybe sort of groups a bit like orbital and that kind of thing was the the group that really they really reminded me of um, but there's kind Orbital, of breakbeat elements yeah. in this yeah yeah but there's sort of breakbeat elements in there as well um and and maybe a little bit i think i suppose again they even though they don't sound 100 percent like them they reminded me a little bit of disclosure in as much that they are trying to make radio friendly dance music that does look back to the kind of early 90s era of of rave and dance as well um no i thought yeah i would i'd branch branch outside of this island and, and look further afield for some music this month. Um, I don't. I think they are kind of getting a little bit of traction in the UK. I actually heard them when I was in the UK um, in the in the summer in 
Northern Hemisphere summer and they were being played on the radio um, a fair amount there, mm-hmm. that track in particular. And I just really, really enjoyed that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're not particularly well known in Australia, but I don't know if, um, if Dave, if, if you've kind of heard of them before or... I, I've, seen, I've seen their name airplane. popping up on, you know, like festival bills and things like that. Um, I, wonder if, I wonder if they're also playing Sheffield in in the coming weeks as well um but yeah i haven't i don't really listen to much radio so um i mean that's why we started the podcast right because i'm out of touch um you know i'm a little better but i'm not there yeah i'm not fully rehabilitated so um i haven't heard porridge no um and i i i liked it i i, I must say it was um it kind of sounded to me what when when the Klaxons and all those kind of new rave bands came along, it, th- this is what I thought new rave would sound like, and it didn't, did it? It sounded like the Klaxons, which was quite disappointing. Um, but this, it, yeah, it, it sort of harked back to the kind of nineties nineties dance music, but I, I had a slightly a slightly more melancholic sort of vibe to it which i quite appreciated it did sound a little bit um rainy and northern and uh, and a little bit subdued as opposed to kind of all out maximal dance floor kind of stuff and and, and i like that it because i think it it sort of increases the utility of the music you can listen to it at home and enjoy it you don't have to necessarily dance to it or hear it out, mm. out when you're out or something so yeah I, I liked it it that, was interesting so that yeah that track I, my, I know that track's called lose our minds but I don't think it is about just kind of you know going out and just being on a kind of thing there is a little bit more sort of melancholy side to it I know that they've written a track as well about um the 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 dangers of walking home alone late at night as a woman that's kind of like if you I don't know if if you can call it socially conscious dance music. I don't know if that's a if that's a thing, but are they um, yeah their their sort of lyrical okay. themes are a little bit more um, kind of yeah diverse and interesting than your than than most dance acts. I think yeah, and they were they were music students. I think at the Northern College of Music. Um, mm. So you know um, clearly know what they're doing. Um, when it comes to producing and putting together the stuff and it's it shows really it's it's you know I think often it's it's what isn't included and the space that is left that makes these these things work particularly well and it's quite minimal this but it it just hits the spot so yeah I think it's a good pick actually really remind me of confidence man but without the camp Hmm. but I also have a lot of like oh like this is this is 90s rave music but like it's it's also not um yeah it's it's just like more mellow a yeah. little more mellow that's all um I think it's about I, it's in some ways they are like confidence man and otherwise they couldn't be further away from confidence man I well think. right like the the subject matter right but like this mm. this song in particular because i listened to some of their other tracks that are escaping me now but this was a little different um but especially like the opening uh few bars were just like i i would have thought i was listening to confidence man but it does yeah it's just not campy at all um where confidence man is and it's like very over the top but um I think they're pulling for the same from similar reference points. Yeah, it's it's inter- it, it it is interesting, isn't it? The same reference point, but such a different end result. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and and you know the it's nineties nineties rave made by people who weren't even born <laughs> when that happened. So it's, <laughs> they're looking at it through a you know yeah. we, we were like. Um, you know, teenagers or, or or not quite even teenagers. So we we remember it, but we we didn't experience as it was meant to be experienced. Um, they also didn't the, sample enough, like you know, 
uh, sci-fi movie yeah. <laughs> clips to be yeah, no... 90s rape music like every two seconds. There's not, like... there's, not a, there's not a single public information film sample in this exactly. record. Exactly, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. There's kind of um, a bit of like the dance year end of UK Garage, I think, is, yes. is in there yeah. as well. Mm. Yeah, it's it, there's complexity to it, isn't it? It's not just a, a yeah, it's not just a straight. Oh, we like nineties rave. We're gonna recreate that. It's it, it's smarter than that, isn't it? Um, yeah, and I'm intrigued by that setup of all kind of doing things separately. You'd think it doesn't sound yeah. disjointed like that at I, all, really. Um, yeah, as a concept, it sounds like a terrible idea, but they seem to be making it work. Yeah. Um, what Juan? What did you think? I mean, yeah, they're they're they, they are bringing back, and I mean, the, the like Gabby said, like the first few bars, they are bringing back that early '90s club sound that we don't really have to like go through again because I, I feel like we t touched on it uh, on the first episode for sure. Um, it's funny because I was like numbingly just like doing random stuff like the other day, like checking my bank account through my app and listening to all of our pigs, just you know, and and I felt like it was like kind of one year out the other and then I suddenly like hear in the in the background like chemistry got freaky and I'm like whoa and that kind of woke me up for, for a moment <laughs> like what am I listening to here and that kind of got my attention because I always like appreciate like a good line that sounds suggestive or sexual but at the same time it's like who says freaky anymore right it's, yeah. it's such a such an old word but um <laughs> <laughs> so so that's that's what I was thinking and then um I mean, I'm surprised somebody has really mentioned it because this song is like straight, like it's it's a song about a toxic like relationship, right? It, it's about like, should I go to that next step or am I taking it too far? Or what do I do here? Like, like check the temperature with that partner that you're with or that, or not a partner, could be anyone. And, but you know, it, it, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, I'm not feeling it anymore, but maybe I am. So it's a, a little bit of that. Mm. Maybe I'm reading into the, the lyrical aspect of it too much. But, but that's so now, isn't it? You wouldn't get that on a 90s rave track at all, would you? You wouldn't get that depth and that, um, yeah. Yeah, so... but, but at the same time, like the, the lyrical content is very, uh, very simple and visceral as well. So it, it, ha it has like a memorable chorus too, which is like a touchstone of all those records like back then of, of the 90s. But that that was my impression. Also, I thought it was a duo for some reason. Uh, you all mentioned that it's a band. I had no idea. I thought it was like one of these, like a duo with a DJ and a songwriter. Is it a quartet, Joe? Is there four of them? It's a quartet, yeah. It's, yeah. Them. yeah. It's, it's a four piece. But again, like you all talked about it already, very, sounds minimal, but at the same time, they're, they're, they are trying to approach a more, more accessible, kind of sound and they want you to dance a little bit as well and you know it does have a relatable aspect as well and it's it's something they can kind of relate to really quickly so yeah no, no not bad like again at first I, it 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 was like one ear out the other but mm. then i listened to it more and i appreciated it more so yeah so music to check your online banking too that's 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 the quote mm -hmm. <laughs> on the t-shirt um we like that good picture um and well done for venturing out out of the backyard um <laughs> we're gonna wrap things up with my pick i i feel like i i'm pretty sure i went last last time um and i'm gonna go last again so um i chose um an artist called nisa um who is a singer songwriter from brooklyn um and the track that I'm going to play is called Exaggerate. Play. 
out now on the Exaggerate EP, which is available through Hit the North Records, which is a new label out of LA. Um, so there you go. Um, Joe went outside Australia, Juan went for phone, and I went for something probably a little bit more pop than I would normally be inclined to. Um, so trying to branch out of that comfort zone a little. Um, when I do listen to pop music, I like I like stuff that just has a slightly left field sound to it. And what I liked about um, Nisa was um, it just sounds like someone with a slightly different perspective. She grew up in, in New York, but her um, parents were Albanian immigrants. She didn't really get exposed to a lot of American and contemporary music until she was in her teens. Um, and then moved to the UK for university and started listening to a lot more indie pop stuff and started taking influences from from that and and that's what's informed um, the recordings that produced this EP. So um, she was mentioning artists like um, Nailufa Yanjo that we talked about um, in the in the Best of the Year podcast uh, a couple of shows ago. Um, and it kind of reminded me of that that I, I really liked the intro. It had a just had a slight '90s vibe to it with the with the bass line and the guitar coming in. Um, and I thought it was quite quite instant. Really pulled me in, and I found it quite captivating. So interested to hear what you guys think. Yeah, I think this. Well, you said um, you like that intro. It kind of captivated you. It sounded. The very, very beginning of the intro sounded really like the XX, like within sort of a second or so. I was just thinking that's got that, it's basically got that same sort of um, just bass and hand claps that's a, it's a heart skips a beat by the XX, I think, almost starts exactly the same way the first few seconds. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, this is this is my kind of thing. So I, I do really like it. It's, it's interesting you say about her having grown up in New York because I think if I didn't know where she was from, I would have just assumed this is someone who is, is British, grew up in the UK, because I think it's definitely got that sound. Um, I think what it reminded me of is a lot of stuff that was around sort of eight or 10 years ago that I think when the press tried to kind of put it all together into one group, they came up with a really terrible genre name of Night Bus, which is that kind of very sort of downcast, um, quite London centric a lot of the time. I know yeah. um, obviously she's, she's um, from the States, but sort of music that's kind of downbeat pop. Um, yeah. It's it's the kind of stuff that James Blake got lumped in with to begin with, even though this doesn't sound like James Blake, but does sound more like artists like Jamie Woon perhaps mm -hmm. and um, people like that. Um, yeah, but no, I, I really like this. I think the thing that I did really like is there's this two things that this track in particular one it's the as the verse builds there's this really nice interplay with like the vocal melody line and the guitar melody mm -hmm. line's like a very clean guitar line and they just kind of sort of weave in and out of each other they kind of sort of play off each other it's it's almost like a sort of relationship of how those two work together which which actually reminded me of early suede records even though that obviously obviously doesn't sound anything like suede but a big part of why I like that band so much is that interplay between the, the vocal melody line and the and a sort of clean guitar melody yeah. um, playing with that. And then that just kind of goes from there and the transition into the chorus where there's kind of the strings swell. And I think that's really sort of affecting as well. So no, I, yeah, I really like this. I definitely listen to a lot more of this kind of thing. Well, that's good. Yeah, I always feel like you've hit the mark with with pop if if Joe's a fan. So that <laughs> yeah, and I know what you mean um, about that guitar line. It's so sinewy and um, again really nice and simple. But it just packs a punch because there's there's so little else going on in the mix, and it it does kind of intertwine with the vocal. Um, Gabby, so I might be making this up, but I thought that I know she's from New York. But I thought she spent a lot of time in England. Yeah, she. And... I think she went to uh, university in London. So that's so there, that's where there you that's go. where she called the night bus, evidently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't even thinking the XX. You're totally right. And that like thinner guitar line that like plays with the vocals. You're you're completely right. But the rhythm guitar underneath, I immediately was thinking the Pixies. Um, like where is my mind? But you're, yeah. I, like. 
now it's all like coming together. Um, and I was also kind of thinking like, yes, we're, we're always searching for 90s references here. I get that. But I was hearing a little bit later stuff and she's like very young, right? Like, um, and I think she cites a lot of later references. And this song reminded me a lot of like, well, okay, you did say the XX, um, but also like Purity Ring is what I was hearing a lot of yeah. too. Um, that on top of like Pixies, like rhythm guitar. So I think that that's, I, I mean, I love this track. Um, it was, it took me a few tries before I got super into it. Like it sounded a little like, yeah, okay. It was like pleasant pop, but I, the more I listen to it, the more I enjoy it. So great. That's well fun. done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's a bit of a leap for me out of the comfort zone. Um, what did oh you think, Juan? I'm, I'm usually not the bad guy, usually, but Bert. um absent thoughts. <laughs> um, I didn't think it was terribly inspired, in my opinion. I do have some good points, though. I, I mean, I, I do have some positive. I, I try to assume, you know, a positive intent, and I think... <laughs> Sorry. It, it, it's like I, I really like just be that, the bad guy yeah. fine go go for it go yeah tell us I what love you really that guy <laughs> <laughs> look it's it's an artist with a new ep it's 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 a and i mean i wrote a lot of the things that you all described like the noodly guitars and the mood is kind of nocturnal like the xx in a way even um I even also wrote about the guitar fuzz that it also gives it, I wrote this, like it gives it another dimension to what is a straightforward love song, which I think is a positive thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I also like that it's also a straightforward love song about like trust, right? It has really good lines that like, you can leave the plates. I clean better when I get anxious, which is, it's really good. It's a really good line. It's not, it's, it's not necessarily like really have to think it through that hard, you know, it's just like the kind of spontaneous thing that you just feel instead of instinctually like, like think. And I like those elements. I think probably what I don't like is probably is like that mid-rangey kind of production where it's like a kind of DIY blog blog pop kind of sound, which Purity Ring was a, a great example there. It's like a mid-range between very very produced, but also kind of DIY at the same time. And I think that's what, like, I, I think they're still figuring out their sound. And I think she works with the producer and the producer apparently is very talented, but it's a new producer. So yeah. maybe I, I, they probably may have really exciting things coming forward. And I didn't do the exercise of checking other tracks, which I usually do. So I apologize for that because maybe they do have other, you know uh, other sides there's there's quite a bit of variety on on the ep it is it is worth um it's worth listening to um i just feel like this is one of the more poppy yeah. of her mm -hmm. tracks if i'm not mistaken i i did listen through her other stuff because there's not too too much of it um yeah. and i was i want to say it I, I didn't listen enough, like this is the one I listened to the most, but mm. um, I was definitely more excited by this than mm. there was a lot more just like, I want to say like singer songwritery stuff, which doesn't thrill me very much, but that's this, just me. This was the one that just had that slight link to the to the 90s, like in that intro <laughs> that kind of made me, made me sort of link it to the, the podcast rather than just a song that I listened to. But um, yeah, there is the, the, the other song that I'd recommend um, if people want to hear more is affection that's another track from the ep and it, it does does show a bit of range and i think it's um it's promising and it's it's early days but i think there's you know there, i think there's a lot to like and a lot to be excited about and i'm glad that you know i'm glad that three out of four of us liked it <laughs> <laughs> three and a half it's cool. like thinking about the no ripcord scale. There's different dimensions, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, binary. So, <laughs> no, no. Um, it's you know, it's a nice challenge trying to pick something out of um, out of your wheelhouse as well, really. So I quite enjoyed taking a punt and and uh, and and doing that. So mm -hmm. yeah, so that brings us to the end of the 
the picks for quite different picks this month, I think. Yeah. Um, is there a clear winner? Um, we may have our views. I, I, I'm not even sure if I've decided myself really what I think the winner is um, from my perspective. Um, shall we go round and everyone can pick their favourite? I feel like I changed my mind after we discussed it. This, this is one was a bad guy. Yeah. No. Of course, no, no, it's not, it's not because of Juan. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. I mean, it's because I'm of Juan. Yeah, Joe's going to show us some decisiveness. Yeah, I'm going to go first. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to pick that Nisa record, which is of no surprise, I'm sure. That's oh. definitely my kind of thing as opposed to the other, the other picks. But um, no, no, I just, I just really like it. It's definitely the artist I'm keen to hear. Um, more, more from, yeah, um, more so than any of the others. Yeah, and probably I think even more than my own pick. I I think she's probably the um the you know in the nicest where the 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 this the sort of the smallest of the artists you know um in terms of listenership. Yeah. So it's it's always quite nice to pick pick the little the little guy. I think. Um. I'm, yeah. Juan? I'll I'll probably I mean I probably would give. Own. So. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know be, because between Corden and, and Porridge, I, I don't think I have a clear favorite. I I guess I would have. I mean, I I guess I'll give it a slight edge to to Corden probably, just because it's more my wheelhouse. Um, but I have to go back to I I would have probably changed my mind if I listened to Porridge more. Um, so yeah, I think that's my pick. It's not like a solid kind of pick, but yeah. I, I, <laughs> I mean, this is a good problem to have, right? You you liked it you was liked a hard one. Yeah, right. it was hard. I, yeah. I feel like other weeks it would have been really easy to pick for me, but this was really hard. Hmm. Well, so we now I feel kind of bad because I went in before we talked, knowing that well, obviously I can't pick my own. Right, but I, since I can't pick my own, <laughs> I was solid that porridge was my favorite. But after talking, <laughs> I kind of think it's mammalarchy. Um, so it's a three-way tie. Whoa. Well, yeah, so now I feel kind of bad, but also this makes it more exciting. <laughs> Wait, bad for who? Bad for who? This is great for me. Right, yeah. that's right. It's great for Juan. Yeah. So now yeah. I kind of feel like we changed the system, but I I get to choose the winner. You still get to choose the winner. And I can't well. choose myself, so I still can't win. So that's a blow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I kind well, of. If you choose, if you choose porridge, then it's one vote for everyone. <laughs> that is true. That is, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to do that because that's that's messy. Um, well, unless it's your favorite. Yeah. No, I, of course, I'm going to pick my favorite. I'm not just going to um, game it to kind of create some odd scenario. I think I'm also going to go for, um, and again, I think I hadn't made my mind up at all before we started listening and talking about it, but um, I'm also going to go for Mama Loki as well. I think... Um, yeah much like deer hoof Damn. i think it's just a it's just a grower it just burrows its way in and sounds more and more this. fun every time i hear it and less like i mean at the first time i heard it it was you know borderline hard work really there was just so much going on it was like oh not now but um hearing everyone talk about it thinking of deer hoof it's kind of made me nostalgic and i'm gonna go for that Ah, oh, dear was so good. Yeah, that's why I, yeah. I, I, that's why I ended up having to pick this. I just yeah. like, and Joe, you know, that just like so fucking dear right man. Like, I can't, I yeah. can't look at Joe right now. He's very. <laughs> <excited>. <laughs> Well, now that we're introduced this, I was going to pick what, what, I, what, I hadn't, oh. what I hadn't appreciated is I thought it would be a better idea, a better way of deciding who wins. But what I hadn't anticipated is that now means there is somebody who loses. Oh. <laughs> because before, oh. just, there was one winner, and that was right. it. Right. So this lost. feels worse. So this feels worse. And oh, no. I feel, I feel bad but for we, my guys. But you have two people encouraged. who were... Yeah, I really like, liked the set. It was a great, it was a great track. Yeah, almost makes it worse. You're clear yeah. second. Yeah, it almost makes. It and Gabby, Gabby, 
you were going to pick them until we spoke about until I presented them and spoke about them. <laughs> and then, you know, like, actually, That's what I said. Yeah, I'm I sure you about me, you've yeah. turned me and then I changed my mind. mind. Yeah. And it's I was, the, it's I was... more that they talked me into it because I just having a lot of deer hip nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, I think that got it. That that's what it's one of my favorite bands. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you even though Deer Hoop have released like 30 albums or something, you still just you can't get enough Deer I know. They're like, you can't. Not, <laughs> they're like guided so by weird. voices. They put out like two albums a year. Yeah. So now <laughs> they've subcontracted to Mama Locky, who are gonna kind of yeah, produce. I didn't uh, even think they in. sounded that much like Deer Hoop. No, I'm, like... I'm not even. I'm not even a Deer Hoop fan. This is the thing. I mean, I I like Deer Hoop albums yeah, a lot. That's just wrong. I, I mean, I I like some of their their albums a lot. But I, uh, sorry, this is an upset. I'll take this over the the Viagra Boys upset though. So yeah. I will take my. That own. is an upset. I still think that Juan is robbed. Not to the, not to them. And yeah. I won that week, and I still think Juan yeah. is robbed. Yeah, well, no, I, in well, the I, podcast no. fandom, that's very controversial. Mm. <laughs> it is because some people really like the track, like not not us, but other people outside of the podcast really like that pick. So yeah. it's not necessarily an upset. I just feel like the way it goes on for me, you know. I thought this could be it. I still haven't watched it. Yeah. I tried that. I tried. You did. I I, I value that. Anyway. I'll cherish that single vote. That single vote. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't this feel is very good about no. this one. No, because <laughs> we've not let you enjoy. It. I've not let you enjoy it by just complaining. Yeah, and saying um, this is just taught me a lesson. I'll stick to Australian artists. This is, you know, look what happens when you try and try and do something new. They never try. Yeah. <laughs> never try. It's the first step towards failing. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> I think that's a good. <laughs> Yeah, that is our mantra at uh, quarantine in the past just don't right. try um don't try uh, yeah and it's working really well for us so we're going to carry on in that vein we hope you've enjoyed listening uh we'll be back again i think we've got one more um podcast with some picks and then we'll have a couple of end of year specials where we might get some special guests involved Ooh, exciting so um yeah <laughs> stay tuned watch out for that and thanks for listening <laughs>